0: Welcome to Torah Imecha Parsha. My name is Michal Horowitz, and today we will be studying Parshas Vayigash. So I realized that last week in Mikates, I forgot to give you Pradesh an overview. We just spoke about dreams and the power of dreams. So I would like to just bring everyone up to speed so we know where we are up to as we open Parshas Vayigash. In Miket, after Paro has his dreams and Yosef correctly interprets them, Yosef becomes the viceroy over the whole land of Egypt. He marries Osnas Bas Potipara, Koin on lowly Isha as a wife. Menashe and Ephraim are his two sons. Yosef is the viceroy. The famine is very heavy in the land. Canaan, so the brothers descend for food unbeknownst to them. their brother Yosef is actually the viceroy. Yosef keeps Shimon in um, Egypt, where he is actually kept for two years. The brothers go back to Canaan with the food. When the food runs out, they descend once again for more food, even though Yaakov is very nervous that something will happen to Binyamin. And in fact, at the end of Parshas Miketz, the gavia of Yosef, the goblet of Yosef, is found in the saddle pack of Binyamin, and Yosef threatens to keep Binyamin. That is the environment into which Parshas Vayigash opens. In Vayigash, Yehuda, who ultimately becomes a tribe of Malchus, leadership and royalty, approaches Yosef and he speaks very harshly to the Viceroy. And he says that it is not possible that Benyamin shall be kept in Egypt. They cannot ascend to father without the lad. Their souls are tied together. Father will surely die if they go back without Binyamin. It is still unbeknown to them that this is Yosef, their brother. Finally, we have the long-awaited grand reveal in Parak Memhe. Yosef reveals himself to his brothers, and they are utterly astonished. They cannot speak because of the shock. He says, go up and bring father down. Yaakov's family descends to Egypt in Parshas Vayikash. Yosef settles them in the land of Goshen. We have the reunion between Yosef and his father Yaakov after 22 years of separation between the two of them, and the parsha ends from Shvi and on, as Yosef continues to rule during the famine, and ration the food, and judge the land of Egypt in terms of the food. So this is Parsha's Vayigash. I'm going to be focusing on Yosef's statements upon revealing himself to his brother. So we are in Parak Memhe Pasuk Aleph. Yosef can no longer endure. He cannot hold Back in the presence of all those who are standing upon him, and he says, "Remove every man from upon me." And no man was there or present in the room when Yosef made himself known to his brothers. And he begins to cry. He lifts his voice in crying, and the crying is so loud that the Egypt, the whole land of Egypt, hears, and the house of Pharaoh hears. Yomer Yosef, famous last words. And Yosef says to his brothers, "And Yosef." I am Yosef, is my father still alive? Flo Yahu Akhavla Anas also the brothers cannot even answer him. They are utterly astonished before him. And Yosef says to his brothers, come close to me. And they come close. And he says, I'm Yosef, your brothers. In case you don't remember, I am Joseph, the one you saw down to Egypt. And notice that the brothers still do not talk. Pasukhe, and Yosef, it should not be sad in your eyes, it should, don't reproach yourselves, don't be mad at yourselves, let it not be bad in your eyes, that you sold me here, to be a provider of life, from the root word chai, chat life, a provider of life, God sent me before you, because this two years the famine has been in the midst of the land, there are five more years when there will not be plowing nor harvest, and God sent me before you to ensure your survival in the land to sustain you for a great deliverance and they still cannot talk and they are utterly astonished and he says hurry up go up to my father and this is what you should say so says your son yosef i am the ruler god has placed me as the ruler over the land of egypt come down to me and do not delay i want to focus on pasuk Right? So it's very hard. We're too used to the stories of Tanakh. I say that all the time. And they lose their astonishment and their shock and their impact. But this is Yosef revealing himself to the very brothers who sold him at the age of 17, who tore him away from the land of Canaan, from his ancestral heritage, from his father's home and his father's love and his father's embrace. And he spent 13 years, not as viceroy, but until the age of 30, he was sold at 17. And until the age of 30, he spent first in Potifar's house and then in jail. And it's been very hard and very difficult for him, we would imagine and surmise. And yet what does Yosef say? Pusu, the Ato ano alte. Do not be distressed. Do not be sad. It shouldn't be bad in your eyes. Don't be angry. Don't be sad. That you sold me here. Why not? God sent me down here to be a provider of life. How is Yosef, whose last name is Tzadik. And yes, his last name is Tzadik. but still able to come to such a point where he says, "Don't worry. Don't be sad. Don't be angry. Everything is from the Rebbele Sholom." Of course, Yosef's Amunah was um, tremendously high. He is unbelievably the first major biblical personality in the book of Boratius who God does not speak to in a revealed fashion, which never ceases to amaze me. Cain is the first murderer. God spoke to him. Adam is the first sinner. God spoke to him. Noah is good, but not so good. God spoke to him. Abimelech in a dream, God spoke to him, and yet Yosef, the Rebonus HaOlam, does not speak to him in a revealed fashion at all, but Yosef always believes that everything is from the rebona HaOlam, and uh, it's a quite high level of Amunah, it's something to aspire to, to, and something that we have to uh, all work on, but I want to quote a little bit more of an in-depth insight, the book is called Welcome to Our Table, Volume 2, by Rabbi Ari Wasserman, put out by Feldheim, and it's a very beautiful insight that Rabbi Wasserman quotes here, okay? In these psukim, where Yosef reveals himself and he says, do not worry, do not be sad, do not be angry. It was God who sent me to be a provider of life. Yosef, writes Rabbi Wasserman, shows remarkable insight into not only his brother's state of mind, but the trajectory of his own life. The medrash enhances the psukim and adds in some of the conversation. What Yosef was saying was, don't be sad that you sold me. But al let it not trouble you in your eyes that I am king. Elokim for it was to preserve life during the famine, as symbolized by my dream about the grain that Hashem sent me before you. Hashem sent me to Egypt. It wasn't your doing. Hashem made me king, but not because I'm greater than you. We were all destined to descend to Egypt. Hashem just sent me first. So this is the madrash on these p'sukim, parakim, hey, dalatu, hey, that fills us in a little bit. Yosef was saying, don't be sad that you sold me. Don't be troubled that I am king. It was to preserve our lives during this famine. As symbolized by my dream of grain, we were all destined to come to Egypt. I just came first by the hand of God. Similarly, Rabbi Wasserman quotes the Rashbam, who understands that Yosef was telling his brothers, Hashem did this all for your benefit. So Rabbi Ari Wasserman is now going to quote an idea that um, is very important for all of us as we face the vicissitudes of life. How was Yosef able to come to such a place besides for his unbelievable Amunah in God, who was always directing all aspects of our lives. Quote, Rabbi Ari Wasserman writes, Yosef reframed his entire past. He no longer saw himself as a victim of his brother's hatred. He was rather a man charged with a God given, life saving mission. He understood that everything that had befallen him was necessary for the achievement of his unique taft and his mission his purpose in life, and that was to save an entire region from starvation, but moreover, to provide safe haven and food for his family. The act of reframing allowed Yosef to live with tranquility, to shut himself of a burning sense of anger and injustice against the very people who had sold him. Reframing enabled Yosef to forgive and reconcile with his brothers. I'll tell you an interesting part. I'm interrupting uh, Rabbi Ari Rasserman for a moment to tell you that I read ooh, last year, actually, a Mishpacham magazine. I don't remember the author of the piece. I'm sorry, but Ki L'mechia Shalachani Okim the topic of today's Dvar Torah, Perak Hey Pasakei lemechia if you rearrange those letters, Lamid Mem, Chet, Yod, Hey, it actually spells mechila forgiveness. Yosef was granting his brothers forgiveness. So going back to this Sefer. Welcome to our table, volume two. Reframing allowed Yosef to forgive and reconcile with his brothers. It transformed the negativity of the past into focused on the future. Yosef discovered the power of reframing. What is reframing? It is a way of viewing and experiencing events, ideas, concepts and emotions in a positive light. Why is this tool so crucial? Because we all know we cannot change the past, but by changing the way we think about the past, we can shape and mold our future. And now Rabbi Wasserman quotes from Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. According to Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, one of the most important Jewish contributions to the world has been Viktor Frankl's idea of reframing, that he discovered this principle in Auschwitz of all places. Changing how we think changes how we feel, known as logotherapy. As a therapist, Frankel discovered and wrote of his experiences, Rahman al-Azlan in Auschwitz of all places. We who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms, which is one man can choose his attitude in any given set of circumstances. That's a quote from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, as quoted by Rabbi Wasserman. That gave people the will to live as a sense of mission. The mental shift from despair about the past to sense of mission and hope for The future is known as reframing. Interestingly, he quotes Viktor Frankl, just as a painting can look different when placed in different frames, so too life looks different when placed in different frames. Reframing teaches us we cannot always change our circumstances. I will say we often cannot change our circumstances, but we can change the way we see them. And changing the frame changes the way that we feel. And so Yosef reframed the past and instead of taking revenge on the brothers, which he never does, instead of being angry and bearing a grudge, which would have eaten away at his own peace of mind, Yosef says, I understand by reframing that everything that happened in the past is to shape the future. But a different frame on the painting, it looks different put a positive frame on our lives, and all of a sudden we see hope, where before perhaps there was despair. Rabbi Wasserman concludes this piece quoting from Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. One sentence. Reframing, concludes Rabbi Sachs, can give us the strength to survive, the courage to persist, and the resilience to emerge on the far side of darkness into the light of a new and better day. I'll say it one more time. Reframing, concludes Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, can give us the strength to survive, the courage to persist, the resilience to emerge on the far side of darkness into the light of a new and better day. What's the take home lesson? What's the Mr. Haska? What's the message to me? You we know, all go through difficulties in life. There's no such thing as of salvation because the sun always shines for a person. If he thinks so, he is mistaken. There's no such thing as a life free of challenges. We all know that. I am uh, undoubtedly certain that all of the listeners to this Torah and program know that life is full of challenges. And while we can't change those challenges, and we certainly cannot change the past, by putting a new frame on our circumstances, we can change the way we see others. We can change the way we see ourselves. And we can change the way we view our mission going forward. And therefore, Yosef was able to say, don't be sad and don't be angry because it is God who sent me. My mission is to be a provider of life and to save us all. Let us all pray for the fortitude and the courage and the humility to reframe the difficult times in our lives so that we become ennobled from understanding that we have a sense of purpose a sense of mission, a sense of making the future better for ourselves and all of those around us. I thank you for learning with me. I wish you a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos.